Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of the Fashion Grunge Podcast. I'm Lauren. And I'm Jules. Hey, oh my gosh, we're doing Camp Nowhere today from 1994. Uh, I'm so stoked about this movie. This was just a warm blanket. I felt so comforted watching this. It was so nostalgic. (laughs) It's so, like... This movie, if it's on Disney Plus, so um, it is like available to watch. It's not like one of those like super hard to find ones, but it's definitely a kids movie, like from the mid nineties. <laughs> like it definitely <laughs> felt weird watching it. I was like, I'm a grown adult, and I still think this plan is amazing, and it kind of worked, and nothing bad happened. Like they all got kind of lucky that they like kind of bunked off for what, like two months. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and it's pretty fucking awesome. I think the worst that happened was, like, a sprained wrist. <laughs> yeah, from horsing around on 4th of July. Yeah, we were we were talking about how, like, if we were in this situation, it would have, like, turned into, like, Lord of the Flies. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about yellow jackets and how that was, like, obviously a very different situation because they were stranded and not in this way where uh, they, you know, like chose, like found a place that had resources and stuff. <laughs> but like I, I, Oh, last week I did um, a live. Have you ever seen or heard of that movie? No. It's essentially what, what the story uh, yellow jackets is based on. It's really close to what it's based on, which is a true story. Oh, um, cool. Yeah. And it's like a, 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 a rugby team gets stranded in the Andes mountains. Like they have a plane crash and it's like a survival. It's really good. We just did it. But this reminds me of like, we thought it'd be Lord of the flies, (laughs) but no, they all like coexist. They don't have the internet, but somehow get on the phone and order like fucking everything. Yeah. Which is also really funny to think about like, okay, so the amount of money that they like use to like do these camps, like, okay. With everyone's money involved, like, would they really be able to buy trucks and trucks worth of toys? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I think so. Like, is it 3K from each from each kid? But somehow Mud just, like, has all the money. Like, they don't all ask for... Of course, like, there's one point in the story where they're like, wait, hold on. Like, I think I'll hold on to my own money. I was like, wait, so this kid is just walking around with, like, 70K? <laughs> like, just like, like, how many kids are here? Like, how much money does he have? Like, this is kind of nuts. <laughs> Like, and he's just paying uh, for everyone's shit or the food situation. Like, they did pretty well. They're what, like 12, 13? Yeah. They, yeah, they did way better than anything I could have done. There's like this part where he asks, like, Mud's like, uh, don't you want like Pop Tarts? And like, what's her name is like, no, like, I'm kind of like over that. Like, that would have, that would have been me. Like, I would have just been like eating Pop-Tarts all summer. Yeah, that's all. That's literally all they were probably doing was (laughs) drinking soda and eating Pop-Tarts and all that kind of stuff. I, yeah, I mean, this movie premiered August 26, 1994. You were like a baby. I was literally born that year. (laughs) Yeah. So like, um, I was, I was 11. I, and this movie like really spoke to me. I was like super stoked. I remember watching it like in my grandparents' basement, probably when I was like 13. I didn't see it when it came out. Probably like, yeah, I was probably like 12 or 13. And I remember being like, oh my God, this is so cool. Uh, I had been to camp or either that or I was going to go to camp and I'd been at like day camps and stuff. So camping was big in the 90s, like camping as in like either sleepaway camps for kids that are like adolescent age up until like maybe 15. I guess after that, you probably could just stay home. Yeah. But that was like a big thing. So there were tons of movies. There was, have you ever heard of Salute Your Shorts, the Nickelodeon uh, series? Oh, yeah. I mean, I haven't, I haven't watched it, but I like watched something about it. Yeah. Yeah. So like camps were like a big theme. Like a lot of kids, I think, could relate to going to a camp or like a sleepaway or a day camp, whatever. So this movie, obviously, it was like, <laughs> I love how they all had to specialize camps. Like <laughs> one was like a computer camp that was like super nerdy. And then one was like a terrible like weight loss camp because apparently in the 90s that was a thing too that you like project all of these awful standards on your children when they're like 11 that that like well and if you think about it like talking about just like the culture of um like camps like there were also other movies like heavyweights yeah um about about the weight camp and like um that kind of traumatized me (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> like, it also just really puts it into your head way earlier than it has to be. You know what I mean? Or it doesn't have to be at all. But, like, yeah, it just kind of puts that into you. But I do love the fact that he was, like, this, like, weird Richard Simmons knockoff. Like, <laughs> Christopher Lloyd is, like, I mean, I love Christopher Lloyd. I think he's so fucking funny. And this movie, I, I just can't picture it without him. I really, oh, yeah. Just, yeah, I can't picture anyone else. Yeah, Chris- Christopher Lloyd, like, definitely makes the movie for me. Um, and he, he's kind of, like, the fun uncle that, like, I always wanted. You know? I know, yeah, he is. <laughs> he totally is. He totally is, like, the weird, like, dramatic. He would be a drama teacher. Yeah. Like, he would try to make sounds of the lambs of musical <laughs> after school. Dude, like, sign, so funny. sign me up for that. That sounds that sounds amazing. Yeah, that does. That sounds actually really cool. And I actually am like pretty bummed that I don't get to see it. Because I'm like, this actually sounds not so bad. Uh, what are your first impressions? Like, when's the first time you saw this? I was surprised that you'd like heard of this movie. Well, you know, like growing up, like I grew up more in like like late 90s, early 2000s since I was born in 94. But um, I really grabbed like I was such a Disney like Nickelodeon kid. And mm-hmm. they I don't remember if it was on Disney or like ABC Family, but Camp Nowhere was on like pretty frequently. Oh, um, nice. And and I don't know if it was like, yeah, I, I wish I could like be more specific of like what channel it was on, but I just remember it was on like pretty frequently and especially like during like the summertime, like during the daytime it would be on. And oh, um, I just cool. remember like watching it, like it, it, I would just like turn on the TV, like turn on cable and it would be on and I'd just put it on. Um, and I think I was about like eight or nine when I first saw it. Um but yeah, what about you? Oh my god! Well, I saw it on TV in my grandparents' basement. Loved it. Got it on tape. Yeah. Uh, eventually got it on DVD, and yeah. then I have it. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I definitely have it on DVD. Like I have like those. You remember those big old booklets? Uh huh. Yeah. My at my parents' house, so you just have like a big old booklet, and we definitely have this one on DVD in there. Oh, nice. <laughs> I have a huge booklet because when I moved from LA, I, I like. The ones I did sell a lot of my DVDs, but me being super smart, I took a photo in my apartment of all the stacks of DVDs that I was selling so oh, that nice. like later on I would I would just like rebuy them. But I was like, eh, these are ones I don't really watch so much. And then the other ones I already moved in a book. So I had like all of my like TV series I was watching or whatever it was. And then I still have it. I bought a new one recently because I bought more DVDs. Sometimes DVDs are like a dollar and I'll buy them. Not everything is streaming. Yeah. So it, it seems like now people are like, oh, there's so much. I'm like, yeah, but like SLC Punk is not streaming. And That's like crazy. What, I right? think it was streaming on Netflix for a while. It might have been, but I guess like it's one of those ones that like is there and then it's gone. And I was like, no, fuck that. I want to be able to like watch it. Yeah. So yeah, now they're really cheap. Uh, news, news flash and hot tip. If you even want to tape, because there are a few people that I follow on Instagram, like from the the um Instagram, like the podcast Instagram, and they collect 90s and like 80s VHS tapes. Mm. And they like have them organized and they like play them. Like it's really cool. They have their like combo things set up and they're like playing them and they're like all the movies basically that we talk about that I'm is sure so they have cool it's so cool and there's another girl who has like all these dvds so i mean buy dvds hot tip if you're like really really into movies and you like just buy dvds they're like so fucking cheap they're really like super cheap now because they're not like the standard but it's I good also- to know I love the novelty of just having like a physical copy of something. Like I, yeah. I am a CD girl through and through. Like if I go to a show and they have CDs, I will be getting a CD. I don't need vinyl. Vinyl's expensive and really, you know, hard to store. Like, and yeah, I, I, had I to love sell a lot of my vinyl. Yeah, my. I love like my CD collection. I love showing it off and uh, <laughs> I feel like CDs and DVDs should make a comeback. Just how like the hipsters brought back like Polaroids. <laughs> That's true. That is true. Just like vinyls back. Yeah, absolutely. And, and back ordered, like, right? Isn't vinyl back ordered like everywhere? <laughs> yeah. Everything is back ordered. <laughs> so funny. Um, hot tip too. If you're on TikTok, which you should be, and I'll leave uh, Jules. Do you want me to leave your TikTok or, or do you like have a private TikTok? Is yours private? Um, mine's not private. It's just like, it's not geared towards like anything specific. It's like a, 
it's a public, but it's personal. But oh, if you okay. want to, whatever. <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll drop it in the in the notes if if Jules decides she wants you to know about our TikTok. Otherwise, she'll be mysterious. <laughs> but if you are on TikTok, uh, Fashion Grunge Pod on TikTok, but also the Smashing Pumpkins TikTok is a fucking gem. Oh, it's um, my favorite. It's one of my favorites to best. follow right now. That and uh, the new Courtney Love uh, yes, TikTok let's talk page. about TikTok for a minute. Yeah, <laughs> what, what was that? So that was real. That was really her. Um, there, I'll like put it in the fucking. It's not even a verified page yet. No. That's so new. But it's and her. She's, she's just reading parts of her book on TikTok already. I like I didn't even know she could like get away with doing that, but she is. And um, who cares? I can't wait for this <laughs> fucking book. I we have to do curtain. Courtney too because I know a lot of people like the montage of heck episode still does super well and I'm like all right people want more like grunge shit you want more like all that I um I'm still watching Pam and Tommy by the way I have like what there are like two more episodes left okay um so I haven't seen it but spoiler alert um if anyone hasn't watched it yet um, and they don't want to hear anything skip ahead maybe like one minute okay um but I feel like I need to watch this after hearing about Tommy's conversation with his penis. Oh, yeah. Okay, you know what's really funny? Okay, first of all, another amazing shout out is that I'm starting to listen to this podcast called Celebrity Memoir Book Club. And it literally, they just uh, do all, they just review all these celebrity memoirs, right? <laughs> oh my they God. did a three part of Leah Remini. It's Scientology. It's fucking amazing. I fucking love it, right? Like, I love all that kind of shit. Um, also, this will also tie into cults and this movie. So, like, this all ties in. But they actually have an episode on Tommy Lee and his book that he wrote in 2004. Now, in this book, which I already knew because I'm like, I'm not a fan of Motley Crue, but I have to say that I know more about them than the average person, I guess, because I'm like really into their backstory. I'm really into like butt rock bands, backstories, like Roses, Pantera, like stuff like that. So I know a lot about Motley Crue. So I was like, Oh cool. They're going to do like Tommy Lee's. And I was like, that's the one he talks to his dick in. He does that (laughs) in his memoir. That's where this is coming from. But I don't think that this is one of the like weaknesses I think of the show is that I don't think they're adequately like describing like his mindset I think it seems like it's a lot focused on Pam, which is cool. If that's the case, then why is that there? Because you have to know that, like, he eventually uses that as, like, he does that in the book. (laughs) Oh, my God. And the thing is that Pam, and you should listen to this episode. I'll send you this episode, too. The one on on his book. In the episode or in the book, they talk about he has Pam Anderson come in and, like, comment on the chapters he's writing. So he'll be, he'll be, like... Hey, so I'm just like like making this up because I don't remember exactly, but he'll be like, hey, when we went to like Mr. Chow's restaurant in like February of like 96, blah, 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 like we did this and that and I bought everyone Goldschlager and yada, yada. And then it'll be like Pam being like, that actually didn't happen. You got too drunk and like blacked out and like I had to put you in the back of the car and we like went home, like stuff <laughs> like that, right? Like she'll be like, you remember that totally wrong because he's like, I don't know. I probably forgot everything. Anyway, I listened That's to so Tommy. Funny. Lee on Steve-O's podcast the other day um it was like a year ago it was when the dirt came out like oh, a okay. through a movie that Netflix did and I feel like the guy who played that is Machine Gun Kelly who I don't particularly like care for but yeah. he has more of the energy of Tommy than the guy who's playing it Sebastian Stan who I love I love me Sebastian Stan but I just feel like it's just a weird mix Seth Rogen's character is really cool and we like haven't gotten him in like a while and I'm like are we going back to him or like oh my gosh wait seth rogan is in this yes he's amazing he plays the guy who's the disgruntled worker at tommy lee's house who stole the tape he stole (gasps) the entire safe but he plays that guy and it's like so like he's such a funny and interesting character nick offerman's in it too he's like this shady porn director that he like teams up with to see if they could sell it like it's all about like how they like get the tape out there because i didn't know the backstory i mean i'm not really spoiling anything because this is all like stuff that happened so um but yeah you should yeah i mean you should watch it it's on hulu so i mean it'll all be out in like two weeks i was also like it's it's so funny because around the time that this was happening this was not very far after or like it sorry i'm like i like can't speak my my brain is like going a lot faster than my mouth. Um, but like, it's really funny thinking about how it's very possible that like 
right after watching Camp Nowhere, mm-hmm. uh, I was watching Pam and Tommy like on VH1. <laughs> oh my god really yeah it's like all very intertwined in what i watched as a child (laughs) (laughs) so funny they are like kind of a cultural like touchstone that we kind of forgot about until this came out but we're but we're not they're not covering how truly like bad some of the shit tommy did to her i remember like being like 11 years old and seeing Tommy Lee in a Missy Elliott video and breaking oh, yeah. out. So I was like, Tommy Lee's in yeah. Missy Elliott video. He, he was like the rock version of Snoop. He like yeah. could be everywhere. You know what I mean? Like he literally could be in anyone's shit, like playing the drums. Almost like how Travis Barker now is like playing the drums and they'll be like a hip hop artist. Yeah. Like yeah. he just kind of everywhere. Tommy Lee was kind of like that in like the early 2000s. Everybody knew him. Mm-hmm. Like he was like so recognizable and everybody knew that video and everybody knew like he was just fucking stacked. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's just, that's just what it was. That was like a common, like, we all know, you know, it's kind yeah. of it's so funny. But anyway, to wind this back into cults, I find it really strange that Allison Mack is in this fucking movie yeah. of Nexium cult. Uh, go watch that Vow show. It's fucking insane. Bananas. And then also we have Andrew Keegan, who like essentially started his own religion and then kind of got like busted for like tax fraud or something <laughs> or like something <laughs> super fucking weird. I actually don't even even know, but it was something strange that his uh his religion or i want to say is it religion i think it's like a religion right yeah it's like a spirituality circle thing yeah i i want to look more into it i was actually meaning to do that before we started the podcast um yeah that's really interesting and andrew keegan is just a very interesting person oh they closed up in 2017 okay okay. and it wasn't for tax fraud it was for like the california department of alcohol beverage control and it was something about like their distribution of kombucha something like really (laughs) lame like that and that happened to like it, it was all i think it was kind of like rooted in like eastern religion too now this is all crazy interesting because i believe camp nowhere was the first credit for andrew keegan he was my reason for watching this movie because when i tell you he was my number one guy for like three years when i was like 11 to like 14 i loved andrew keegan like i followed him to independence day when he had like a 30 second scene that was written about in like every teen magazine and i was thinking he was gonna have this massive like character arc in independence day and he literally has like 25 seconds in a car (laughs) like i was very disappointed by that but i was so like oh my god he was like my ultimate crush in this movie so i remember being like oh my god i used to love andrew keegan 10 things i hate about you which we also covered like ages ago on the podcast i mean i loved him he was an o did you ever see that with like julia no. Childs and like josh hartnett <gasps> oh my god it's like othello and Mackay pfeiffer he's oh, in cool. that yeah, yeah it's from 2001 oh we should do that one because you haven't seen it andrew he, keegan is so cute and he is so cute i mean i just loved him he was like my ultimate my ultimate even- guy even in 10 Things I Hate About You, he plays such a dick, but I'm like, he's still cute. <laughs> I'm mad that I didn't know about this religion, because had I known when I lived in California, I would have joined. <laughs> like, <laughs> would have joined 100%. Like, and it doesn't even, it's nothing harmful. Like, it literally seems like it's all about, like, it says, people of all beliefs and backgrounds come together to meditate, practice yoga, and engage artistically. Um, That sounds fine. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's no there's no sex cult going on right there that we know of i don't think so i think people just labeled it as a cult because it was just kind of i guess an easy way to label something like offshoot i guess it's kind of like what you label but i don't think he's a cult leader allison mack on the other hand diabolical yeah allison (laughs) allison got what she deserved yeah right like i mean go look up the vow it's fucking nuts but it's i find that kind of weird too because also at the end of this movie i mean we're jumping all around so you've seen it if you're listening to this but i mean at the end of the movie when like christopher like they catch christopher lloyd and they're like they're like there and then he says like this was all the plan and they're all like standing around and they're like what he's like get kids alone with access to money lots of junk food then start the religious indoctrination i was like did they like did something happen 
happened where like two of the cast members saw it like a possibility to like dive off of the path into like a different theological way like was this movie somehow like responsible like maybe it sounds funny though yeah so going going back to camp nowhere um did you ever go to sleepaway camp yes oh my god (laughs) I want to know this story. Oh my god! Okay, I went to YMCA sleepaway camp near like okay. Annapolis, right? I was I was twelve. It was the summer I was twelve, and <laughs> I got my first period there. So fun! It was oh actually god. really fucking embarrassing because it was two weeks, and it was like it was a little bit after the first week, so I'd been there for a full week. Now the girl that convinced me to go to this whole thing she was like her and my mom were or like her mom and my mom were friends and they were like oh we're going to this thing and like it's ymca it should be really fun so they kind of convinced us to go and then she was like a year younger than i was she got in this like really cool like almost like it was like a ref- like not refrigerated like <laughs> air conditioned cabin, right? Uh-huh. I got like a rustic cabin because I got placed with like twelve and up, right? So I was okay. like, "Fuck, man, we don't have like air conditioning. Fucking hot, right?" I was like, "Oh my god!" So anyway, throughout this whole thing, I've been there for a week. I did like archery. Like I remember Ooh. like kissing a boy. Like, <gasps> oh my god, you totally have like a camp romance for like three days. It was like, <laughs> this is my husband, like leave me alone. He has a mushroom haircut, he wears like Adidas sambas, and he like is kind of bordering the line of like redhead and like blonde. He was really cute and he was definitely someone I would never be able to get in my actual life. So it was kind of like this weird fantasy world. And then, yeah, then I got my first period and I kind of like, I freaked out. The girls that were in my cabin were older. They were like, maybe like 13, 14, 15. And they like threw me this party. It was very much like, I could make a movie actually out of this. That's but like, actually be like a really fun movie. <laughs> that's so badass. I feel like every girl deserves just like, and there's actually something called, I think it's called like a moon party or something. Oh. But it's for women when they start their period. And I'm like, that's so awesome. <laughs> yeah, it was actually really weird. And then I was like, oh my God, it's so weird. The next day I was like, I just feel odd. Like, it's just a very like crazy experience as every every girl knows like it's just fucking crazy it's just weird you know yeah and i called my mom and i was like i want to come home (laughs) (laughs) i don't want to be here for another like four days so i i went home early but i did like you know i did cool stuff it was like ymca camp so we got like the total you know like all these different sports like water skiing and like archery like cool shit like that um so it was it was kind of cool i went that one summer and then i went to like day camps like yeah. throughout throughout my my years but yeah that was my sleepaway camp it was really weird i was actually for an only child because i'm an only child i never was scared to be gone like mm-hmm. i wasn't like i am a homebody now but i'm not like i was never like super scared to be away from home like i never had a i never like a lot of people like cried like i yeah. remember a lot of kids crying like their first night because they were like scared or they, they never been alone i mean you're away for like two weeks when you're like mm-hmm. 11 12 that's a long time to yeah. not see your parents you know what i mean so uh, yeah i never felt that way i was always like bye <laughs> like when i went to school and i went away to new york and some kids were like oh my god it's so weird i don't have my mom to do this i'm like see ya <laughs> three months. i was like bye i i would have never survived doing like i like when i was a little older when i was like 14 i like went to like England for like a couple weeks. Oh cool. But like a sleepaway camp, like when I would have been like the age to do it, I would have been because so, I was so like I hated not being home. Like oh, okay. I like I and it's not like it was like anything bad, but I was just like, yeah, I would have been that one crying being like, I wanna go home. <laughs> you never would have gotten used to it. You would have been like, nah, I'm not doing it. I, I bet I would have gotten used to it, but since I never like put myself in the situation to like <laughs> yeah. do it, um yeah, but you know it's it's so funny like when you're that age because it's like I bet it it's like it's such formative years of like 
finding your character, you know, like I'm sure it's like so good for kids. And like, now I don't even know if like, is that still a thing? Do kids still go to camps? I was going to say, I don't know. I really don't know. I, I think the camps that they have now are more like sports camps. Yeah. They'd be structured to like, if your child like wants to do like soccer, like full time, you know what I mean? Like, and wants to go to a soccer camp in the summer, but I don't know if they're like specialized. It's expensive. First of all. Yeah. I mean, now, like, the – well, now we're living in COVID times or post-COVID times, so it's completely different. But, I mean, I, it's got to be really expensive. The liability – I mean, I can't even imagine this ha- this movie happening now. It would just be weird, like, to have, like, this older guy who, like, comes in and, like, just is in a non-threatening way is, like, helping these kids just, like, do whatever the fuck they want. You know? Also, like, like- – like that was like definitely a thing with all of these like camps where it's like someone would come in with a VHS, uh-huh. they'd show you the VHS, they'd show you the, you know, all the, uh, the fun activities like the jet skiing and it would like this VHS would be like, come to Stone <laughs> Springs, you know, like, yeah, and, totally. and then they'd be like, so what do you think? And like, that would just not happen now. If someone came no. to your house and showed you a DVD, they'd be like, get the fuck off my property. <laughs> people don't even open the door anymore because everyone texts you like i'm outside like if the doorbell rings you're like immediately suspect unless you're like getting food or something and if this was like three thousand dollars in the 90s it could only be just like more expensive now it would be like six yeah at least for three months yeah that's insane that's insane the food now i feel like it's just so yeah i don't know now that kids have like phones and shit like we just i mean i know this i literally comes up in every episode but we're doing 90s movies so it just reminds me of that time but they just had no phones they had no distractions so they had to like make their own fun which is what made it so cool it was like they had nothing they got there with their like clothes and their suitcase and then they like bought stuff but they bought like a tv but after a while they got bored and then i love that one yeah, like it's raining. There's this yeah. one day where it's raining and they're like, oh, cable. Yeah, they're like, this sucks. It's raining. I was like, wow, <laughs> these fucking kids. Yeah. Like, it's raining. It's over. <laughs> Camp is over. It, it's so funny just thinking of like, like just because I am in a constant state of um, just like being stimulated, like with my phone or with technology, like. If it's a if it's a rainy day, I'm like hell yeah! I get to do nothing except sit on my phone. <laughs> yeah, right. And like these these kids just had it so much better, and they didn't even know. <laughs> they really did. I love how they're like Baywatch, Baywatch. <laughs> like I love it. That's the whole thing, and and then I love how they're like, yeah, we'll just blame it on you guys. I was like, wow. With, now we're getting into Yellow Jackets territory. Now to <laughs> turn on somebody. I was like, I knew it. I knew it's gonna come. Um, my other question was well have you ever been in a summer camp was like have you been in like any kind of camp situation yeah so when i was like i was probably like nine or ten i did like a day camp Mm -hmm. and like it was fun we got to like um i think it was called like the peanut butter pit oh and yeah it was yeah. like mud yeah. yeah and like we got to zip line and so like i loved that that like aspect of it but i was also since i was younger the um like the camp counselors were like teenagers oh. and like ever since i was a kid no like i was when i was a kid when i was a teenager when i've been an adult like i am terrified of teenagers <laughs> Are you really? Um, yeah, I am now. Yeah, but I've like all even when I was a teenager, like I was terrified of them, and like throughout my whole life, like I just don't like teenagers, and uh, like I I think that's why I I didn't like camp. Like I loved everything else about it, but I didn't like the camp counselors. And well, were they awful? <laughs> were they just like fuck off? We're yeah, cool. Like. Yeah, they just thought they were cool as shit, and I was like. Y'all are boring. Like, and they, I think it was like this, like, authority stance that they had, and I just hated it. And I was like, let me just fall in this mud <laughs> and have fun. <laughs> so funny that they're just like very Friday the 13th. Like, have you seen that movie where <laughs> yeah. like Jason dies, be- like, literally because they're like fucking on the pier, not paying yeah. attention? <laughs> like, it's like, feels very much like that. And according to camp movies, I was gonna also ask you, have you seen? Uh, Wet Hot American Summer. 
Because if you haven't, it's literally one of the funniest fucking movies ever made. Yeah, I've heard so much about it. Um, I can't believe I haven't seen it. But yeah, I feel like just from hearing from people talk about it, um, it seems like one I should watch. Yeah, it is. It's one of those movies. It's another one of those, like, it was came out in, like, 2001. And it's another one of those movies where everyone became famous. Oh, wow. Like, Bradley Cooper's in it. And, like, uh, Amy Poehler. And, like, all these people that you're, like, they're Paul Rudd. Like, massive people. And then they also did a Netflix series, (laughs) which was, like, and it was, like, they all looked so good, too, because they all played themselves. And they're, like, 80s camp. So they have, like, those, like, tube socks. And, like, so they it was, like, the first day of camp was, like, the, the Netflix series. It was literally, like, because the movie was the last day of camp. And then the series was the first day of camp. But it was, like, seven episodes of, like, what happened that first day because all this, like, weird shit happened. They um, have... Was in it too. Yeah. They got to bring back the tube socks. Oh, I know. I love it with those shorts. Yeah, I think that's a great look. That's like one of my favorite, like when I think of like, like 70s, 80s fashion, I think of like the men in the short shorts with the tube socks. Like they kind of bring that shit back. That looked great. They did that in the hipster world in like, yeah, before the indie sleaze movement. I want to say like 2004, 2005. Uh, Yeah, Yeah, that was the thing. I even think it was like kind of a thing like um like around what was it, like 2008 or whenever uh-huh. like June like I remember Michael Sarah kind of bringing back oh, the yeah, tube sock a little bit. Oh yeah, that's right. What movie was that? Was it Juno? Yeah, that was Juno. Yeah, okay. So yeah, around that time. I love yeah. how now there was a really uh, funny article that came out and like I think it's The Face or it's like one of those kind of like cultural publications. And it was talking oh, yeah. about how the trend loop is getting smaller. Like, oh, yeah. because now we're romanticizing 2014. Like, what the fuck? Like, we need to like, <laughs> like, you need to like, let things breathe. Like nothing yeah. is breathing at all. It's like, ooh, this is like 2015. I was like, that was not that long ago. <laughs> like, well, what changed? And I think what's like so interesting about like the fashion cycle changing is like, uh, I, you know, we, we're so focused on trends where what's kind of cool about it going so fast is like, I think what's going to happen is that cycle is going to break and people can just be more individualistic in their clothing. Yeah, that's what's like, probably happening. Like, I, I, like going into Camp Nowhere fashion, um, yeah. I want to be able to wear that uh, amazing sweater that Mud's dad has. Oh my like, god, the Coogie sweater, the Coogie sweater. Yes, <laughs> the yes, biggie. Those are amazing. <laughs> and I don't want that to be a trend. I want that to be part of my personal style. <laughs> you want to gatekeep the the nerdy like dad fashion <laughs> of this movie? Yes. It's very Mac DeMarco, I have to say. And and it's very. so like, and I feel like when they're like those classic pieces, like. And that, that kind of had like a little bit, not only was it, yeah, like that 2015, like Mac DeMarco thing, but uh-huh. we also saw that in like Princess Diaries in the early 2000s. Oh, like yeah. there's so many, like, I, I feel like it's always kind of like every fashion cycle and trend has like a piece to be classic. And I hope we go into that. Like, I don't know oh, about wow. you, but I just dress how like, the inner teenage jewels wanted to dress, but yeah, no, I too. can dress that way. <laughs> me too. Yeah, I have no like, I have no like, what do you call it? Like structure to my yeah. style. It could literally be one thing one day and one thing another. It's so funny. It's, um, it's, oh my god! I wait. I want to get into the fashion, but we've been talking so much about random shit. So let's yeah, do behind sorry. the scenes. I only have like a few <laughs> behind the scenes notes. Okay. Um, did you find anything? Um, no, I, I actually didn't have any behind the scenes notes. Okay, nice, because there are only a few. I could not find the budget, so I don't know. But the box office was ten point four million. They say now that's about like twenty something, so it's not that much. So it was super, like this must have been like a VHS DVD movie. Yeah, that got big on TV and stuff like that. It wasn't like a big theater buster. Rotten Tomatoes gives it eighteen percent, which I find offensive um that's kind of crazy because this movie's not that bad like it's a kids movie like what are you judging it on like it's yeah. definitely a movie for kids <laughs> like i don't it's think awesome. it's for adults yeah totally um audience score is 58 which is better but i'm surprised it's not higher even for the nostalgia factor like 
I'm curious too how many people out here have seen this, so I'm excited to to post this. But IMDb gives it a 6.1 out of 10. Really, people? What the fuck? I love this movie. <laughs> like, it's like Blank Check, another one I love too. Oh, Blank Check! <laughs> yeah, oh my that, god, that movie's so good. Like Richie Rich. And like yeah. Blank Check. I fucking loved that movie. Yeah, I love that, like, me and you are going to do all of the silly movies. Also, oh my god, I loved that Romeo and Michelle uh, moment at the SAG Awards. Oh, god bless. People are still talking about it. Um, I love that. Also, we have to do Tommy Boy, because I fucking yes. love Tommy Boy. I love Chris Farley so much. Oh, I know. Um, okay, so this was filmed at the Go- Golden Oak Ranch, California, in, oh. in a, for a Disney. It's like a Disney ranch. This is, like, literally my dream place to live like till the end of my days yeah <laughs> like, like it's like got a lake it's got these amazing cabins it just I would love great. to live on a cabin on the lake yeah like do it man it looks so good uh jessica alba's first film she's in there briefly but she's in the crowd and i think she has like a green shirt on and like one of them i think you see her like twice but she doesn't have any lines though yeah, I was really surprised. I, I didn't recognize her, and I didn't recognize Allison Mack. Like, when you told yeah. me that, I, I was I like, didn't oh either God. until I was looking at her, and I was like, wait, that girl's, like, kind of... Because she's kind of, like, sassy. Yeah. She's, like, the sassy friend to Trish, even though she's, like, way younger than Trish. <laughs> and Trish is, like, supposed to be, like, 19 or whatever the fuck she thinks she is. But um, it's, like, it's so weird that she's, like, around, and then she was, like, I was, like, wait, is that Allison Mack? And then I text you, holy shit, it's Allison Mack from Nexium. <laughs> like, holy fuck, I had no idea she was in this movie. I thought she was only in, like, whatever, Smallville. I thought that was yeah. the first thing she'd done. Um, so Jonathan Jackson, who plays Mud, who I had, like, a semi-crush on, not a massive one, because he was on General Hospital. He played Lucky. It's, like, a big deal. Um, that soap he was on. I never watched it. I watched, like, maybe some episodes here and there, but I wasn't like a diehard lucky fan, but I definitely had a crush on him. And his hair is something we have to talk about. Oh yeah. His hair is very weird. He was the the long lost brother of the Hanson family. (laughs) Oh yeah. He totally looked like it's so weird. Um, And he did an interview for complex in 2014 um, for the 20th anniversary of the movie. And he just said that it was like, really really cool but he was so busy because he was filming general hospital he was doing school and this movie and it was a lot of work he's like contrary to how we made it look on screen it was like a lot of actual work that we had to do to make this look like fun so he's like and he also says like i didn't even have the time for like what the story was saying how it was like these kids with these like hormones and they're like 12 and they're just starting to like like people and whatever he's like i didn't even have a time to like dive into that because i was literally working because as we we were talking off air like child hollywood is like literally work like they it's not like we think it's like super fun and oh they get to make these cool movies and then you know hang out it's like no they have to do tutoring and school and promos and photo shoots and interviews like it's crazy. So it it sounds really like crazy the way his interview was that he was kind of like, yeah, it was fun, but like it was a job. Like yeah. I had to do this. Um, he kind of was like sad about it, but then he, they said he perked up when they mentioned Christopher Lloyd and they were like, he was like, how was it working with him? He said it was so amazing. He was like, he is so cool. He's so fun. He literally just like wild out and he just learned so much from him. He said it was so great working with him. And then Christopher Lloyd and Tom Wilson, who plays the sheriff, they were in the back to the future trilogies, which yeah. were just about like five years away from when that was, that came out. Cause that was massive. Um, I remember not seeing it until I was, like, in my 20s, but I remember as a kid knowing, because I was, like, really young when that was out. I was, like, 84. I was, like, one. Mm -hmm. I was, like, really young. But I remember that it was a big deal in the 80s, like, those three movies, because it was, like... I mean, they're cool. I saw them later. I was like, oh, these are cool. (laughs) But, like... Yeah. Yeah, they're really cool. But Christopher Lloyd, obviously, like... And then he's an Adams Family. Like, he was, like, a big... A big deal. Yeah, he was... he still is. He's still cool. Yeah, I remember just, like, seeing his face everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's so funny. Okay, so let's get on to the fashion. Uh, Sherry Thompson, thank you so much for this accurate 90s kid fashion. Oh, for real. <laughs> totally what I wore. Not what uh, Trish wore, but what Gabby wore. That was, like, yeah. I was, like, nerdy like that. <laughs> like, totally, with glasses. Mud's hair, like, it's, like, it's a mushroom, but then they're just, like, no, Let's cut like the back. Let's make like a really like weird mullet. 
Yeah, it, it was, was like a mullet mushroom. Yeah, it was, but it was like straight and like heavy. Like it wasn't layered at all. It was like, yeah. looked really heavy. Like it was just really weird. Like bangs that had grown out, just kind of like swept to the side. It was a lot. Oh God, oh, I loved Andrew Keegan's leather jacket. Oh, I, I actually have an oversized leather jacket just like that. And I'm thinking I should grow my hair out so I look just like Andrew Keegan. I love that that was long hair in the 90s. Like in the right. 90s, we were like, ooh, is long hair. I Yeah, I loved that. I loved the leather jacket and like the denim. I thought yeah. it was such a cool like bad boy look because that was like his vibe was like, yeah, he was the asshole. He was a little Jordan <laughs> Catalano of the bunch, <laughs> like, basically. That was like, no, he's actually really nice. You just have to get to know him, um, which is I thought was kind of funny. I, I really like that, too. I like the I like just everything about his like style even when he was like there like I in love the, the yeah. like in the beginning when we're kind of first introduced to him and he's like bullying mud and then they go in the bathroom and he's like so how's it going oh like, yeah it really shows like he like doesn't actually hate mud like they're just uh you know it's for his appearance of being a bad boy <laughs> i know it's so funny it's and he's like you read this book and he's like don't put my head in the toilet he's like come on i got a reputation so it's like take it <laughs> I find that really funny too. So he actually is not complete asshole. His friends are though. Those two yeah. guys are like complete assholes. Definitely. I also love Trish. She's such a like uh Cher Horowitz like prototype <laughs> before Clueless. Like she has her hair, like her bangs are all like super early 90s, like 80s kind of teased. And then she has her hair is all like puffy. And yeah. she has like this very like very Cher horowitz style mm-hmm. like super girly she's got allison mack over here like her i guess i guess they go to school together they must be in like middle school yeah it's like her little mini me yeah it's like her total mini me but she was like a little more tomboyish and she like pals around with her i think that's really yeah i think her style is really like it just really shows you like the popular girl and she's into drama which is kind of funny yeah <laughs> she's the one going to the drama camp i love how like they're like sh- she's like playing the lead role for annie <laughs> yeah and I, that is like the greatest fucking parent teacher scam like of all time <laughs> like like or like camp not parent teacher but like parent like parents day summer camp scam like of all time i love what they like somehow got all the parents like together i love how they're like they're like wait 12 it's at nine and yeah. they're just like showing and then they like they like shine the light in the parents face so they can't see that no one is in the crowd yeah but there's like nothing in there it's like weird <laughs> cabin you know it's so funny i love it um yeah i mean i love the fashion it's so fucking 90s kid it's just everything about it it's just really funny um yeah. let's see music did you get any good music tunes um, you know, I didn't, I didn't get any specific music tunes, but what I really did love about it was, um, like the scenes with the, uh, the doctor, I forget her name, the redhead oh, doctor, yeah. like, like, especially at the end when her and, um, and, uh, oh my God, why am I? Oh, Christopher, uh, Christopher Lloyd. Yeah, I almost said that. When Christopher Lloyd, like when they're talking, there's just this like very traditional, like nineties, um, like family music playing <laughs> yeah, where it's yeah, just like a synthesizer. And yeah, like, I, cool. I eat that shit up. I think it's so funny. And like, I just love it. Um, but that's all I had for music. <laughs> oh yeah. I have a few um that are actually pretty cool. Uh Summertime Blues is that really cool song that's playing like when they go to camp. Oh yeah. Like on the bus, which is really cool. Um there's this one song called I Live by the Groove and it's like when they go uh shopping and the van like pulls up and they have like and they're like the guy like opens the back and they just keep throwing the toys. It's like that. <laughs> it's like that <laughs> montage moment. It's really cool. Um then when they are at the lake and they're just like goofing around. I think it's like 4th of July. It's a fucking ska fishbone song called yes. Party at Ground Zero, which I thought was really cool that they were on there and then when they're in the garage like hanging out uh the cranberries is playing oh it's, like yeah. one of my early remembrances of the cranberries like because i remember hearing that song linger and it's on um 
yeah it's like on faintly like they have like a radio on in the background or something mm-hmm. which is really cool and then there's like working on it and that's when they're like fixing up the camp yeah like, get ready for parents yeah i like i like the songs that they had in there i wonder if there's like an actual i don't think there's like a soundtrack though i want to know what the like instrumental is that's like playing in the beginning because it is like it's like the epitome of like a 90s like movie <laughs> yeah it totally um, is let me look who the music is if they even have like the music it says yeah, david like lawrence david okay. lawrence this is music by uh so i don't know if it's like if they're even because even in the soundtrack it's not listed as like a like an actual score like there's yeah. no score i wonder like how would you even find that out like find question. his music and be like, hey, where's the stuff you recorded for <laughs> Camp Nowhere? <laughs> like your instrumentals. He's like, what? What are you talking about? Maybe he has a Twitter. <laughs> and he'd be we'll like, yo, yeah. So like, can we get those like those tracks, those MP3s? <laughs> I bet they're on YouTube somewhere. <laughs> yeah, maybe actually. Yeah, you never know. Um, okay, so favorite scenes and lines. What are some of your highlights? There's okay, so well, one of my favorite uh, lines is after Mud um, sprains his hand or his, like, his arm and... Uh, oh, yeah, with the Chris- fire. Chris- yeah, Christopher Lloyd goes, don't forget your pills, four every hour. And then Mud goes, uh, Dennis, that's one every four hours. <laughs> and then he goes, no way, let me see that. And then he's like, not the first time that mistake's gotten me in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god. Oh, and that's when the cop comes, and that's where my Twitter name comes from, everyone. Because on my personal Twitter, my name is Cy Flurm. And that's when he tells the cop his name is. But he's like, hey, who are you? And he's like, uh, Flurm. Flurm with a PH. <laughs> yeah, it's so really funny. funny. Yeah, that's like that's one of my like favorite moments. But yeah, now everyone knows, so cool. It used to be like <laughs> One of my other friends was like, oh my god, Camp Nowhere. I was like, yeah. I was like, that's so funny because no one ever gets it. That's kind of What funny. about you? Do you have some favorite, favorite um, lines? I just have some notes that like I I just wrote like I love when all four of them uh like are walking down the street. It's like early, it's like before they get the camp, and they're all like uh talking about like which camp they're going to, and Mud is just like uh, yeah like he's like my parents won't be happy until i'm like the poster child for the adopted dork foundation <laughs> and then the other one's like yeah better than camp broadway did you get that clear cell commercial i'm up for spaghettios extra meaty trey dull i love that she says trey like yeah she Trish. says trey with everything yeah it's so funny it's so funny and then like um gabby's camp is like camp slenderella like that's the name of her camp she's like oh God. and then she's like oh celery sticks and rice cakes again and she's like i'll mail you a twinkie <laughs> <laughs> and then i love how like uh zach is like what is his like steel grave it's like camp steel grave like his military oh, yeah, camp yeah, yeah that he has to go to i love that when they all talk about like which camps they're getting sent to like this summer they're like where are you going oh god where are you going i was like god love- his parents I love the scene where Mud and Gabby are in the um, the hippie van. Oh, First of all, oh, I would live in that van right now. I would live in that bus. Right and I, I love how they're like, you know, when we're older, like no, no dating cool kids. Like we're, you know, we're gonna date like like this kind of person, and then like at the end they end up like kissing and i'm like oh so cute i know it is really <laughs> cute i was like oh i love that like zach and trish get together obviously yeah and then i love how mud and mud and gabby was like the one you were like really rooting for <laughs> yeah like, oh. and i love how like christopher lloyd sees him and the doctor's like don't and he's like my boy's all grown up <laughs> it's so cute. he's like tough to watch him grow up i think it's funny i also love the fact that like we talked about the fact that he was the old drama teacher for the school and that like he tried to do Silence of the Lambs as a musical. I said, this is so funny that he, when I love also when they bribe him to like, they're like, you owe all these debts because like you got this car and this guy's like after you like cheat, like a, like a bill collector essentially. <laughs> like because of your car, you didn't pay all these payments. So he's like hunting you down and he, he's just like, all right, fine. So I love when he accepts it and he does all those different like costumes to be the yes. leaders of all the camps at the parents' houses. <laughs> it's 
Who's, who's your favorite of the the camp leaders that you um, personate? I think my favorite is Jersey from the uh, from the uh, Broadway from Camp yeah, Broadway. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, that one's my favorite too. Yeah, I think he's my favorite. I love that he did like when they had the parent uh, the parent day, and like these parents come down the hill, and it's like these two like nine year olds doing like Tennessee Williams, and he's like, "This is my goddamn house. I'll talk any goddamn I want." And they're like, they're like, then she's like pretending to be like, uh, uh, I think it's like uh, Stanley from uh, Streetcar Named Desire, and then these parents are like, "Excuse me," he's like, "Excuse me, this is Tennessee for tots." <laughs> <laughs> he's like, Andy is down the hall. Like, that it was so funny. Like, I thought he was really funny. And the parents were like, oh, she's been gone for eight weeks. <laughs> like, I know, it's so long. I don't know what kind of accent he had. He had like this really weird accent he was putting on. Um, it was so good. It was so funny. The Richard Simmons one was pretty good too for like this, the, the Slenderella camp. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah, that one was hilarious. That was pretty good too. I also like loved the, uh, the military dude that he was impersonating with like the scars on oh his face. yeah yeah that was pretty good they were all like really funny like christopher lloyd is like just funny everywhere and i feel like this movie was definitely like if he wasn't at the helm i feel like you know the kids were actually really compelling too like they actually were i think decent actors like i was actually genuinely like believed everything they were doing and it was interesting but like he was just so good like christopher lloyd was just such a good person to be like the anchor of this movie because it's just so ridiculous it's so good good. um i love also when like all four of them have it planned and i i pose the question like what do you think it would be like if mud i think was he told like walter or like walter overheard them and walter told betty stoller and she's the one that like told everyone in the school yeah i told everyone i wonder what it would have been like if there were only four of them like, that would have been a completely different summer if there was not a mass of kids that yeah. you could hang out with, you know? Like, what would that be? <laughs> like, that would be kind of weird. Yeah, I feel like they would, get, they would get bored and, like, yeah, I feel like it wouldn't be as fun. No, like, it definitely was awesome. But they're like, oh, we're definitely going to need a bus. <laughs> like, yeah, I thought that was really cool, too. And also when they get there and they, like, they pull up to the camp and they're all like, okay, these are the rules. He's like, letters home once a week so your parents don't get suspicious. And they start talking about, like, you know, here's all this stuff. Like, don't bother me here. Don't do this. And then Mud is just like, hold on, hold on, everyone, please listen up. And please come and contact me immediately if anybody finds a Taco Bell. All right? Yeah. <laughs> like, as I happened, I was like, oh my God, Jules, it literally is always about Taco Bell. And we need to take to Jai to the fucking next time we see her, we have to go to Taco Bell. Like, Taco, Taco Bell have- is so culturally ingrained in America. It um, is. And I, I will not leave this earth until we can take Jai to a Taco Bell. I want to go to corporate headquarters in like fucking California and get all that cool <laughs> merch. Like I've seen like YouTubers and shit. They get like sent all this shit. I was like, what? They have a phone case. That's like a big like taco packet. I was like, why do I not have this? I would what? buy this. Yeah. Like, Wait, I gotta look this up. Yeah. And there's one like YouTuber I saw who has like a whole, like a, like one of those like water bottles. that's like bejeweled and it's taco bell like they like sent it to them i was like what the fuck i was like this is crazy everyone go to taco bell i'm doing an ad for them for free like just go to your nearest taco bell immediately oh now i want taco bell for dinner (laughs) yeah i do too so bad i feel like this is like the third movie we've covered where there's something about taco bell in it i think it is because we did the vmas and there were and jai actually counted the number of taco bell commercials (laughs) like in it which was so funny that i was like wow you really she's like (laughs) it was everywhere i was like yeah they probably sponsored the show most likely they were like yeah. the ad sponsors that they were like everywhere and they had those little like bumpers at the end being like live moss you know like or whatever <laughs> their like thing was back then that was their like tagline back then um uh, which is funny also i love when they're like huddled around the tv when they get there but you like think it's a fire and they're like oh yeah get it working no i have to and then they like pull away and it's like beverly hills 90210 <laughs> and they're like oh if i don't see dylan i die <laughs> like, I that, was so funny. that was really good um and then of course like the best part is money mud 
money, money, mud, money, mud. They all like <laughs> asking for their money back, which is funny. Um, it's so fucking cool. And then of course, like the doctor being like the snitch of this whole scenario, which I granted, right? I know she has to be because in reality, I probably would too. Cause mm-hmm. actually in reality, I would find it way more suspect that there's this old man that has a fake son and there are a bunch of children. <laughs> like this would be like, I would be very alarmed actually. Like, yeah, same. I feel, I feel like I would definitely snitch. Um, well, and she like keeps looking at him kind of like a, Oh, he's just like a, he's just kooky you know like and and i'm like if that was real life i would have been like you stay away from those kids right (laughs) i would literally like burst down the camp and be like what's going on they're like no we want to be here i'm like that's what cults do (laughs) they make you think you want to be here which is yeah i think it's kind of crazy but like it wouldn't happen if you didn't fucking burn your arm on those fireworks mud you literally <laughs> fucked it. Like everyone was chill. They weren't even running out of food. Like, what were they making? Like eggs? I forgot. I kept saying sprained, but yeah, he burned himself yeah. in the fireworks. I forgot. <laughs> yeah, he like burned his arm. Yeah, it was like crazy. I love how he like says, like, oh yeah, it was Fourth of July breakfast. I burned it on the stove. Breakfast. <laughs> I was like, okay, so weird. <laughs> um, the rain montage was great, and I love how he like runs to uh Mud like runs to Dennis, who's like Christopher Lloyd, and he's like, uh, help, they're all talking about going home. I'm gonna get in trouble, I'm gonna go to jail. And I love how he like looks at her and he's like, oh, and I can see the warden now as they're like lowering down the like gate, you know, or like strapping you in the chair. It's such a shame, Nancy. The kid had such potential. (laughs) (laughs) And he's like, right, exactly. And he's like, come on. So he's like, I'll throw you an extra like 50 bucks. And he's like, you think you can bribe me? And he's like, well, sure you can. (laughs) For 50 bucks, he puts on like this amazing like grecian uh like olympics in the rain which was like so cool and then does plays like this completely wholesome situation that you would love to think actually exists in real life which i think definitely doesn't um this would be national news (laughs) like international news if this like actually happened um it's just like yeah it just seems like it's just such a nice time to go back to where you weren't like initially suspect of everything because now i feel like there's so much bad shit going on all the time and we're just inundated with it. We just automatically think anything is suspect, but back in 94, this was like a cute movie. You're like, Oh, they're like, you know, doing their own thing and they're expressing themselves and their parents aren't telling them what to do. And it's all like, nothing happens that bad. It's actually funny. (laughs) So yeah. This is a very, like, if you think about it, um, this movie is kind of similar to School of Rock. Yes! Oh my god, we have to do that one too. Oh god, yes. You, like, you're you're my only other friend who truly understands, like, the love for Jack Black. Oh my god, I love Jack Black. Like, he's the perfect man. It's true. Like, it's he true. actually is. <laughs> Yeah, you know, these two are very similar. Jack Jack Black and... uh, Charlie Day is also my dream man, too. Oh, Um, yeah. I would give it all up. (laughs) Like, all (laughs) up. I fucking love him so much. (laughs) Oh, he's so great. I love It's Always Sunny. Charlie. Um, It's so funny. Also, another one of my favorite uh, scenes is when they go to buy beer. And, like, (laughs) Zach is like... Uh, and he's getting like all this beer and they're like he just, they're, they're gonna card you and then he like gets carded and it says he's like 41 or some shit like it's this crazy fake id and i guess back in it, this is supposed to be in ohio i think they're in pennsylvania but it's like on the border in the story and i think um, i actually read in trivia that 19 was the drinking age in ohio and they were like one of the last states to go to 21 mm-hmm. so actually i think he says like you got to be 19 to buy this stuff and then that's when he's like dad <laughs> and then like Christopher Lloyd's like what he's like that's my dad he doesn't believe I was buying beer for you because of your bum leg <laughs> and he like does this whole like setup where he like buys all this stuff and he like talks about his like fake leg but it's not real but he's just, like <laughs> it's just like such Pete Christopher Lloyd same with the car wash that happens after like, <gasps> oh, cops like hot on his God. trail so funny that no the hot wax 
seeing like every time like I was laughing out loud watching that and it just like I felt like a kid again uh watching that whole scene because like that that whole car wash scene is hilarious this is so funny and then there's like an also undercurrent where like Zach is gonna drop out it seems to be like the story is that he's like this rebel kid. He has a really fucked up home life. So, so we think like, cause his dad is like sending him to military camp. Mm-hmm. And then I think like Trish is the one who's like the popular girl. And she, I think she's going to drop out because he is, I believe. I don't yeah. think it's like actual. And he's like, no, you can't like, you're super popular. You're like miss popularity. And I love how he's like, uh, you don't have to. And, in, in, uh, either she's like, why are you fixing up this car if you can't drive? And he's like, in Tijuana, you can drive when you're 14. She's <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, yeah, you're going to like drop out of school or like you're going to get out of class early so they can let you like drive in Mexico. And he's like, who said <laughs> I'm going to be in school? She's <laughs> like, you're dropping out. I was like, he's like 12. He's not going anywhere. That's, the, that's such a funny part. Like in the beginning when they're like in the car, like you're supposed to believe that they were driving this. And I was like, Andrew Keegan literally looks like he's 12 years old. He yeah. is not driving. Yeah. I was like, how is this possible? Like, this is so, this is completely like, yeah, they're like, and they make it sound like so sexy. Like, yeah, I'm going to drop out and we're going to get our own apartment. I'm like, you all are like 13. Calm down. <laughs> like that, that was such a thing back in the day too of like, cause I, I even remember watching like, Mary Kay and Ashley Olsen movies where like they were driving and it's like you guys like haven't even hit puberty yet. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, how are you all thumb and Louising it? Like all Connie and Clive. Like that seemed to be like the Romeo and Juliet aspect of it all, which comes into comes into the forefront later on in like what two years when Romeo and Juliet came came out and like literally yeah. like destroyed my entire life. <laughs> that movie like was just like literally the sun like you know like was rising and setting with with romeo and juliet for years (laughs) and i was like oh my god this seems so amazing like they didn't even go to school on that one and they were supposed to be like 14 but i mean i don't know like what they're what well yeah he was driving leo was driving around in that movie so they were definitely like 20 and she was definitely supposed to be younger but i was like yeah the way that they made this sound like oh yeah like drop out of school it's gonna be cool you'll drive and have this car i'm like no no (laughs) no it's not gonna be like that you guys are like 12 not gonna happen which i thought was really funny um and then the parents weekend is just like some of the most classic 90s comedy you'll ever see it's just great with the uh i loved how they had like signs for all the different camps and then they had like this little like remote control to like move it and they had to like fix it they're like we have 15 seconds i know yeah they all have like walkies yeah it's so funny and they all have like all these different things like they have the the computer camp like scrambles the jets because there's like an air flyover like every day at four o'clock which i thought was really funny um oh god the annie thing was great oh amazing so good and zach's dad like stuck in like a foxhole like it's like a peanut butter pit like in his like fucking military he just has like flour all over him yeah and he like finally at the end hugs him and he's like i'm proud of you son like that that was our (laughs) closure He's like, I gotta go. <laughs> yeah, but that was, like, so funny. Um, and then I love how, like, Mud's whole, like, life lesson that he's learned at the end of this is just because I'm smart doesn't mean I can't act stupid. And he, yeah. like, kind of, like, that becomes his mantra that, like, people underestimate him and they think that he's, like, th- like he would never do this because his parents, when they, like, finally get caught, are like, he's a good boy. Morris would never do this. And he's like, you don't know everything, Dad. <laughs> like, it's <just> like, <laughs> massive angst fest. Like, and now I feel bad for Jonathan Jackson being like, this was work. <laughs> like, I was yeah. not actually having a good time. I was, like, overworked and stressed out. <laughs> like, God help me. It was, this was, like, my money, you know? um but god i just this movie is just such a nice warm blanket my favorite is just capping it off at the end when like walter and betty are like in that lake and she like scams him out of him taking his trunks off and then she takes them <laughs> like she was on like a strapless like bathing suit and he like thinks she took her her like outfit off and then she's like sorry you just don't have an extra bathing suit <laughs> <You're just out. laughs> oh that was so funny that was really funny Oh yeah, this was such a good movie. I um, it, it was so funny when I when I was watching it, like 
there were so many things that I forgot from the movie. And when I was watching it, it was like coming back into my memory. And uh, it was just like such a strong dose of dopamine. Yeah, I wondered um, if Jonah was like looking like, what are you watching? There, there was <laughs> a couple a times. Mom movie? <laughs> Where my yeah my my boyfriend Jonah walked by and he'd be like sounds like a nineties movie <laughs> <laughs> sounds like a nineties movie over there. yeah you're not wrong you are not wrong that's so funny yeah it's such a great movie I it's it's one of my favorites it's like just a great movie to put on if you just want to feel like a literal kid we have to do like blank check another great oh my gosh Disney i'm so hit. down for blank check so good like we're gonna be bringing the funny because i've done like fucking survival plane crash i was like i need like levity <laughs> like we need to <laughs> not be like dealing with and then also what's happening with the world like if you want to listen to like a cool podcast about a movie for an hour then you've got something you know to listen yeah, to. yeah. it's good to switch it up you don't you don't want to be sad or stressed out all the time and and these movies definitely make things feel a little bit better they definitely <laughs> do and the next time i record i can give my little batman synopsis because i'm gonna go see batman on friday oh, oh my gosh i want to go see batman too <gasps> i've been talking about it i'm so excited dude yeah i'm stoked i'm i'm now kind of a little bit of a pats fan i don't know what they're they're called do they have a name do the our pats no well that's with stew right or is it just our pats is it is I think that our pats is his name that's still just now it's the our pats oh i guess i see what you mean yeah like that. you know how the barbs are like the Nicki minaj fans and like yeah the beehive is like beyonce like what i wonder what they're like the swifties or taylor swift yeah, i know so a- much about taylor swift now just from listening to podcast like got gossip podcasts because they talk about her all the time <laughs> i'm like i don't know anything about this woman but like all these like weird conspiracy theories about like who she's dated or not dated <laughs> i'm like who <laughs> like what song they're like and that song directly correlates to august 16th 2015 i was like damn they are like zeroing in on every little thing everything connects apparently it's like a i web. i could i like do not have the bandwidth for uh for swifties it's a lot i i, I respect them and that they're i respect you know, the hustle yeah they, they got the hustle uh but me personally i do not have the bandwidth to learn any of that i have bandwidth <laughs> for like old mtv vma episodes and like behind the music on like butt rock bands that that's what i have the bandwidth for that i really love um same maybe we'll do like a little once you watch pam and tommy maybe we'll do like a little overview pam and tommy uh recap because I'm, I'm curious to see how this is going to end there's two more left yeah um, yeah i want to yeah, know what I'm, you think about it i think you'll like seth rogan for sure yeah i'm gonna watch it i, I think i i would enjoy it it should be really cool i mean it should be cool the way they end it so let's let's hope and uh <laughs> i forgot to mention to join the patreon it's five bucks a month every week we're doing an episode of random tv culture this week we're doing uh the viper room we're going to talk about the Viper Room in LA, Johnny Depp's club, and all the people that were in and out of there and like different stories. So that's cool. So sign up. Sweet. And uh, thanks, Jules, yet again. Uh, it's been Thank fun. Thank you, Lauren. Yeah, I'm always so excited to, uh, to chat with you about these. So thanks so much for having me. Yeah, until the next one. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye.